idea. What is? You'll risk your grandparents' life. What? For what? To be with close friends. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so you're saying that our first podcast should be about, well, my first podcast with you should be about reconnecting and it should be about how important it is to reconnect with people that you know you've had good times with right people that you know bring you happiness right on up guys this is our second episode of the locals only podcast i am mason smith and today i have my two best friends jackson bionda and jordan marshall and we're going to be talking about kind of just reconnecting with friendships um throughout this quarantine it's been a little difficult to kind of get in touch but today we are in close proximity six feet apart obviously Obviously. and we are going to be just kind of chatting about friendship and sharing some stories and just kind of reconnecting because it's been a while so this is jackson and jordan jordan has the mic right now hello how's it going it's going well man I'm, I'm so happy to be back in huntsville it's been a while man it's it's crazy to be back you know i mean my parents moved to Lindsay not too long ago and i've been away from huntsville but it's nice to be back in Huntsville. You know, it just, it's beautiful around here. It's very nostalgic, right? It's very nostalgic. Every yeah. street, every road, every shop, you know, it, it brings back memories from just, you know, fucking around with you two guys. And it, it's yeah. been great. It's been a good time. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening that doesn't know, Jackson, Jordan, and I survived high school together. We did. <laughs> um, yes. Along with Jordan's sister, Shannon, who couldn't make it today. Um, but yeah, it was essentially just the four of us. We used to hang out at Jordan's old house. Um, 1990 Pine Trail. (laughs) And that was it. Like that was just it. We would hang out dusk till dawn. All right. So to start it off, I'm going to go like in a circle. We're going to start with Jackson and we're going to kind of share our first moments meeting each other. So each other. Yeah. So. Okay. You you would do your first interaction with Jordan. Okay. I have... And then me. I have not my first interaction with Jordan because I definitely said hi to him once or twice beforehand. But like, However, what's the, what's the first, the, the real staple moment yeah. that I say I met Jordan That's is all the way back in grade nine. So you would have been in grade eight. Um, and, That's uh, crazy. Um, Shannon and I were at the movies together and i think you're at the same movie or you're just at a what movie was it Do i you can't remi- remember you don't remember it might, might have been iron man 3 um, okay no 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 it was just i think it was iron man 3 or some classic yeah. tony stark vibes you um, got that that power struggle and then you and someone else i can't hear, remember who it was but you were ahead of us on the hill like center street walking out to your house and then you hid behind cars and as we were walking out, you like jumped out and tried to scare us. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Yeah, and I remember being like, "Fuck, this kid's cool." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, that that that's the first like staple memory. How about that that I know of you right. or that I remember? And so, so what was your first memory of meeting me? Because like I know we both like met in the fourth grade technically at like Technic- that, that hockey league. Ball hockey, yeah. But what was like the first thing you remember? 
when um, you met me. Was this Cuba? Okay, yeah. Staple staple moment again, like the moment that mattered, uh, was uh, in Cuba. The first moment I remember meeting you, like I know we played ball hockey, but I really don't remember. Yeah, me either. Fuck weed. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, the the I remember meeting you in the the music hallway before you left for Cuba. But the first like real moment that I remember like hanging out with you and like meeting you was on the roof in Cuba. It was you, me, Tegan Meredith, Jordan Dobson, Sam Coop, Matt Donowski, and we were just sitting on that the roof such and you were playing group. music and talking. And I remember like just fucking around with Jordan Dobson's lacrosse stick, like right, stick cause, handling. Yeah, because they packed their sticks. Yeah, because I'd seen you at tryouts like literally a couple days before. Yeah. And uh, I remember just thinking, fuck, this kid is cool. <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> you were so going off, you were sitting up with Jordan Dobson and Matt Donowski and just talking about a bunch of shit. And I was like, all right, yeah, I got to get to know this yeah. guy. Yeah. And then so I remember we watched the Anchorman like 2.0 extended edition like on the weird bus. Unseen. It sucked, but we watched the whole thing together. It was, it was yeah. tragic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right on. Uh-huh. That's so really that, cool. That's my first memories with you guys. Sweet. All right, Jordan, you're up next. So what's your what's your first memory with Jackson? Like what what's what's your okay. staple? What well what, what comes to mind? There was a period in high school where I feel like I started to drift from maybe the people in my grade, I feel like, and just below. Right. And I feel like there was a time where I really felt like out of place in high school. And I feel like that happens to a lot of people when they're going through high school. They hit a certain point maybe where they feel like I don't really know like which group I belong to and I don't really know like which friend group. I belong to and yeah. I knew this guy Jackson Bionda through my sister and he just treated me in the halls like I was his best friend and that felt so good. He's just he's just a this social guy. butterfly man. Exactly. Like, this, this guy will make everybody feel important. Like, exactly. I, I love that about him. This guy that just knew all these people would come up to me and be like, hey, man, like, how's it going? And he would treat me like yeah. one of his best friends. And, and he's one of those guys that will, like, introduce you to everybody exactly. that he comes across. And that felt that felt so good. Yeah. And that was like a real rush. And I remember just feeling like, hell yeah, you know, like uh, maybe I have a chance at, at meeting some people in this grade. And I mean, it took a while before I became like, like, I feel like for the longest time, because my sister is in you know, was in the grade above me. It, right. it was always like, oh, you know, Shan's brother is along for the ride. Right. You know, Shan's brother is along for... And I feel like that was a bit of, like, an awkward, you know, vibe that we had to get over, but eventually we got over it. There was about, like, three months where, like, it was, like, a mix of between, but then you broke the barrier, and it was like, Jordan's coming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I feel like her friends started to ask for me. Like they'd be like, yeah. "Where's Jordan? Like yeah, why isn't like, he coming when, along?" When I when I came into the picture, I felt like there was no difference in age. Like uh, like because I'm older than both of you. Like I'm a year above Jackson. Exactly. I just like there was no barrier between the four of us. For sure. I think my first time ever meeting you, Mason, was one night Jackson. Well, Jackson and I were planning on going out spray painting something i mean i'm not i'm not gonna say what on this podcast i I forgot about that to be honest i I have pictures of that still yeah but it was my first time actually spray painting something public in town i think and jackson invited you along yeah and i'd never met you before and we all went out together and 
you guys all held out your flashlights for me. Yeah, I spray painted something. Right. I'm not going to say what. Yeah, you were at top. Because I, I was, don't want to get in trouble. I was but lookout, and then Jordan was doing his thing. I knew like right after that night, I was like, okay, these guys got me. Yeah. Like, no matter what, like yeah. these guys are here for me. Like Here for a good time. Hell yeah. But moving back to meeting each other. Um, I My first memory with Jackson... My first memory with Jackson was actually at a lacrosse high school tryout. When I was in grade 10? Yeah. Okay. Um, so this was after the first or second tryout. And this, like, I remember we first talked because we were both going to Cuba. And I knew you were going to Cuba. And we were in the locker room. And I don't know. We just kind of, like, talked about it briefly. You're like, oh, you're going to Cuba? I was like, yeah. Just mentioned it in passing. Yeah. like Yeah. It was like kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Like, I'll, I'll see you there. <laughs> uh, I definitely knew who you were. Yeah. Like, I had memories of you beforehand. Yeah, yeah, you know, Big big Mason you know, uh, on the basketball team. Big cheese. Three-point big shooter, cheddar. Of course. <laughs> um, I, I knew who you were. So, I, I remember, like, briefly, like, passing you beforehand. What, definitely. So, like, before you actually got to know me, what was your first, like impression of you. I like, thought you were cool because Cole Wanger like, said you were really cool and yeah, uh, and I like, I he was well, when I would come back I he was the only person I knew him and Ethan Dobbs. Right. Uh, I remember in elementary school basketball I was that kid where like all the older kids like I I had never scored a basket like right. all season I had never scored a basket. And it was one of those experiences where you're trying to score a basket against like like I think we were playing against a really shitty team. Like I don't I don't remember who it was exactly, but it was one of those experiences where I was kept on trying to get a basket and I kept on missing. And so it was hard. a really shitty team that all the kids on my team were able to rebound. Right. So they kept on passing Feeding the ball because the they're like, okay, we need to make sure like the shitty kids on this team like <laughs> are able to get a basket. Equal play. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So I managed to get the basketball, and I think it took me, like, three tries to, like, okay. finally get a basket. That's a respectable number. But, like... <laughs> Being three is the magic number. I finally got a basket. It felt great. And I really appreciate those, like, older kids and their leadership. Yeah. And able it's, to, like, include, it's inclusiveness. like, everyone yeah. on the team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Um, So my first memory with Jordan... At least, like, the one, like... Not necessarily a first memory, but the one that sticks the most, which I know is by far not the first memory I've had with you, but it was the one time, I don't even know if, you just came in to play basketball with me in the gym. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't, like, I think it was a lunch period. You had just had nothing to do. I think it was supposed to be like indoor intramural soccer or something. And it got canceled for some reason. And you knew me. And we just played basketball with, like, a couple other people. Hell, yeah. And I was like, this guy's cool. He's, like, he's okay at basketball. Like, he's a soccer player, so. (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) he's not good with his hands. But, (laughs) yeah. But, like, I was like, Jordan's all right. And, like, I I know that you're, like, tight with everybody. So I was like, okay, this kid's cool. Hell, yeah. And then we started hanging out, like, uh, it just all blink of an eye, like, looking back. It happened so fast. I mean, 
our house was literally like it was that, i mean we always compare it to that it, 70 show it was the center of our universe yeah like we would start and end our days there it was true everyone would in the basement it was literally the, the very comparable to that 70 show i mean i remember waking up in the morning and you guys would be in my basement before i even woke up like yeah. i would wake up and i would go to have my cereal and you guys would already be in my yeah. basement, like ready oh, to do stuff. My, my first memory of being in your house, though, was you guys hosted a party. Yeah. I don't even think it was really a party, but Cole Wanger and I crashed it. And we Fuck. we broke. That was a great night. We broke the picture in your hallway by the door. I remember Cole going broke it. to you and to Shannon. And it was crooked. And right as he saying, broke it. Your parents came through the door. I remember going to you and to Shannon and saying, I will pay for this. I am so sorry. They, he and broke then, the frame. He broke the glass because, in the frame. Because uh, um, Chris and Laura came straight through the door, it was I so went awkward. up and I was like, hi, I would like to apologize. Yeah, it, was the three, it was the three of us. And I blamed it on myself because I was so happy that yeah. Cole came to the Marshall's house. Yeah. And I was like, I would love this to happen again. So I was like, I, they can't hate him. <laughs> <laughs> that was that and then was, i uh, wound up being the one that got tight with everybody <laughs> yeah yeah because exactly. that was like before we were all like a thing like that was before we started shout out cole Wanger. since the um i guess general theme of this is friends <laughs> connecting i miss you yeah. homie and i definitely should yeah i ran into cole's mom today at her shop and she was so nice she's always so nice nancy shout out nancy let's talk about let's talk about the future yeah, well, I was actually, while we were reflecting, I remembered when we went to the drive-in. Yes. Can we... Ref- oh, sh- no. Shout out. <laughs> Where, wherever you I are. her last name. Wherever you are in this world, I hope no. you're doing well. Can, um, can, I hope you can. think that night was as funny as we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that was a great night. But can we, can we rewind? Definitely. And, and I, go... Can I... S- can I? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 that's no, no. no I, none of none of the dirty details, just the events. I'll, I'll start. Feel free to interject whenever you. Okay. Should, um. So, the night starts off with Mason, Jordan, myself, and Jordan's sister Shannon planning on going to a movie at the drive-in theater in Gravenhurst, which is about forty-five minutes away from town. At the time. Mason doesn't have his license, so I'm gonna drive the car. And I didn't have my license. You didn't then? have your license. Oh, I I only have my G1. Exactly. Um. Oh, and and uh, um. Jordan was <laughs> texting a girl who went to a school from a close by town named Bracebridge. <laughs> Gravenhurst. No, she's from Bracebridge. Oh yeah, she was. Taylor went to school with her. Or uh, went to prom with her. Never mind. Anyways, um. No, she. No, he didn't. Sorry. B town. Um. Disgrace bridge. <laughs> um, so we drive off, and I definitely started the night off to a bad start because I can't keep a secret. And Jordan insisted that we not tell the girl who he was with that Shannon was his sister because he thought he would think that was weird. I said something that probably 
like gave her red flags red as soon as she right got in the car. Um, and and for I can't remember, but it was something along the lines of saying your parents, like as if you guys as were as related. like a plural. Yeah, and yeah. I remember just thinking, you're a fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> um, and then so that was great. Calls Shannon out in the line at the ATM, I think, and Shannon goes, "Yeah, yeah, we're related." Yeah, we're, related. <laughs> um, and so we drive off to Gravenhurst, and then I, this is where it gets good. I uh, tried to do a three-point turn. Was this with? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, because we went to the movies twice. This is. Yeah. I passed the exit for the drive-in theater. Tried to do a three-point turn, but accidentally back Mason's dad's car into the ditch. And uh, it was great. I all I can remember from that is Mason great. and Jordan yelling at me. I got so pissed and just to be saying, "Okay, now that's not productive. So you guys should get out and push." And just feeling so shitty. And uh, then Jordan they pushed. Get out of the car. We got out of the car. We got I out of the pushed. ditch. Like Jordan got out of the car. You, they bo- you both. I pushed. single-handedly pushed that car out. You both pushed. I remember. Did you get out of the car? Yes, he did. He definitely. did. I really don't recall that. He definitely. Did. You were just mad at me. Yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> I so they pushed me out of the ditch. We got out, and then drove to the theater. Mason, would you like to take over? Honestly, I oh, so we got to the theater. Okay, so we essentially played through most of the movie. I remember Jackson and I uh, would dip every now and again to go to like the bathroom or whatever, and then we would like a s- pretty well army crawl through the entire drive-through, drive-in theater to spy on Jordan and this girl in the trunk of my car. So we had we had other friends as well that came in a separate vehicle who were hanging out with Shannon at the time. Um, so we were kind of spying on everybody all at once. But we were like army crawling through the middle of a fucking drive-in theater in mud. And it was freezing for one. There were bugs, which was terrible. And we didn't pay attention to the movie at all. Total, total waste of money. Is that? I don't even know what we watched. I can't even recall. Drive-ins are meant for one of two things. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's uh, well for Either one. Either watching the movie or not watching the movie. And for three, killing your car battery, which Very true. brings me to my experience, which was trying. To jumpstart the car once the movie was over. Oh no! Which, at the end of the series of events, we got out of there and the car was fine. But it took a little bit. I think it took like a solid fifteen twenty minutes for us to figure out how to get it going. Yeah. Um, which was awkward because Jordan had his date, and uh, I was apparently a chauffeur that couldn't drive. Shout out the random guy in the truck who helped us and jump-started the battery for a couple yeah, minutes. Yeah, that guy, yeah. real MVP. Mm-hmm. Got we, Jordan's date home. Jordan's date home, got us home, we were fine. What I remember is uh, when we got the car started, because I was the one turning the key, like getting like right. the ignition, I remember hopping out of the passenger seat, looking at you and going, should I drive home? And you just went, no. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> yeah, you were I, so I mad I was kind of just done with the night. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I drove home with a learner's permit. Hey, you, you did well. Uh, it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. I have trust issues now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was that was definitely a fun night. Yeah. It, it sucked. 
but now looking back on it, it was a fun night. Cool. Yeah. So how do you how do you picture our friendship in the future? I mean, I don't know where I'll be in the future. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I love Ontario, but with my parents moving away from Huntsville, where right. all my close friends are, it's tough. And you know, I know that life goes on and. I know that ultimately out west is where I belong. Like yeah. I know, like you that's where I was raised. Exactly, that's where I was raised. That's where I grew up, and I know that I'll probably end up there again. Like the west coast is where I know that my 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 people are. That's where I you best feel th- that you. That's fit where in. I feel like I, I most belong. Right, and I just hope that the people that I love will hopefully follow me out there eventually. Right. Like. I hope my parents eventually follow follow me out I'm there. I'm sure I when know they, they retire, the West Coast. I, I exactly. could totally yeah. see them when they retire going out west. And I mean, there's there's a certain sense of just you know friendship and togetherness when you're out there. And like I know that sounds corny, but just meeting people out there, you know, people are there for each other, and right. they're just it's it's a good feeling. And I know that I'll always cherish the friends that I've made in Ontario, but it's uh, it, I'm ready for a change. Like after I'm done my my right. four year program. Well, because yeah. you 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 went out west for a year, in between schooling. Exactly. And so, like, can you just kind of share what that was like? Because you did a lot of different things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, first going out west, it, I had a lot of of anxieties going out there. I mean, starting out in a city where you don't know anyone and you have no idea where to start, it, it's very nerve-wracking. And you don't know who's there for you. Like, no one's there for you. And right. starting out in a city where you don't have close friends or you don't know anyone and you're just starting out and you're just trying to go to any events that are where you know where there will be other creative people that are interested in similar things and you're just trying to gain knowledge and you're just trying to survive. And a lot of it is just trial and error. And I remember, you know, when I first got out there, I was very nervous to just go out and do things on my own. I thought like, yeah, I'm a loser. If I do things on my own, you know, if I go out and I go hiking on my own or I go and party on my own, I feel like I'm an outcast. But eventually I learned that, everyone's everyone's new there like everyone's yeah. new to the west coast well most people are new to the west coast and most people are just trying to meet new people and it's important to just keep an open mind and just you know take things one one day at a time it was a good time for me to just understand what it's like to just go out there and be yourself and try and meet new people yeah and just take a chance on you know sometimes you'll be in socially like awkward situations but you need to make the most of them when you're at a situation or at a party where you don't know anyone that used to be so stressful for me i uh, i didn't know what to do when i first got to a party and i didn't know anyone i had no idea what to do right like i'm gonna turn fucking 22 in a month and for me that's a big deal for other people i guess it wouldn't be but yeah you know whatever I uh, look at my life and I try to think that I wouldn't want to live life with any regrets, you know? Right. And a lot of what I've seen 
like like people who have lived life and, and have advice to give is you know don't waste time you know don't pass up opportunities the funny thing about this whole quarantine is like the whole dating app situation yeah, we, we, as well like, jackson and i had talked about this on our previous podcast yeah. and uh we said it is tricky it's very interesting i mean like downloading these dating apps and i feel like 90 percent of people are just wondering like mm, like how attractive am i am i and like who am i gonna match with who's also attractive and like nobody's really planning on making conversation like no one's really planning on like having a conversation. They're just like, mm, who would like possibly fuck me? And that's like the only, <laughs> the only reason people are on these like dating apps. Like, <laughs> just we're also talking about people who are just on there to literally fuck around. Yeah, because well, it, either my either seeing responses I get myself, or to be honest, responses I've sent. Or stuff that my friends have sent. Well, it's been jokes. Last week we, or I guess like the last podcast, whatever we, oh, I described it as essentially doing like a prank dial, like prank calling somebody because nothing is going to come of it because you can't. And two, it's just so absurd. Like what you're saying to people, like these pickup lines that are literally just a joke. Like, no, it's interesting that we didn't necessarily talk about last time that I I think should be maybe brought up is at least in my own experience and that of some people I know, if you have somehow meandered through the bullshit and found someone that you can like have a conversation with, um, speaking about myself specifically, <laughs> it's been like the a rare time or or the first time that you talk to someone and it's just talking whether yeah, it's through text there's no or physical aspect whatsoever and it's been it's been interesting i've like you know you can say hey let's let's go for a date let's go for a walk but other than that there's not much to go off of i feel like i'm starting to appreciate like just getting down like like just getting right down to it like when i'm talking to people yeah in dating apps it's just like okay let's just like cut through the bullshit and just get right down to like the meaty conversations mm -hmm. it's just like fuck all this small talk and it's just like what do we really want to talk about right now because i'm so done talking about like mm, like what are you studying like i don't give a fuck like how are you surviving this shit and like what are you doing like what makes you get up in the morning like, i i totally agree and i think it's funny because either it's like 95 or 90 percent of the time what mason and i or you were talking about where it's kind of bullshit or it's it's oh you think i'm attractive or and it's that one percent of the time where it's straight to the point and i that's different than anything i've seen on on tinder or bumble before you know like most of the time it's pretty casual now it's either you're fucking around or you're talking and i think yeah. that's pretty funny and i mean like the other weird part about these dating apps is that like you think like, oh, like, I don't know who I'm going to connect with or I don't know who's out there for me. And it's just weird with dating apps. You realize like, fuck, like there are so many fucking people out there. Yeah. Like there are so many. That's been the and craziest thing for me. don't understand. And like to the same extent, it's such a small world because yeah. like I, I understand that like those apps are geography based and whatever. And I find I run into so many of my friends 
and like people I know and people's siblings that I know. Especially in a small town. Small town problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is definitely interesting. But I haven't I haven't run into that dilemma myself just from being out of here, but Right. But to add to what Jordan was saying, I feel like like for my perspective of how Jordan treats people in conversations, I feel like he is definitely one of those people that cuts to the point, cuts to the chase and gets into those deep conversations really easily and is super cool because it's very stimulating. And I respect that a lot. He's got the hiccups right now and I love it. (laughs) He's got the, the, the the beer hiccups. Yep. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, I, I know what you mean though. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, and we could get a, into a deeper conversation about reliance on our phones and what that means for conversation. But right. I, I think there is like a bit of, a bit of like ambiguity that you can have. Absolutely. When you're, when you're talking over the phone and uh, people definitely rely on that. So whether or not, uh, you know, it's during quarantine or it's not, you know, you can either there's definitely rely a on difference that or between to face to face a hundred percent yeah it different world and jordan doesn't want the mic because he's <laughs> got the hiccups still <laughs> he's he's shying away from the from the mic yeah yeah it's all good. yeah then, but it's uh i don't know it's it's an interesting time love to all the people in relationships obviously because yeah. if you're in a long distance relationship if not you obviously have to adjust your schedule but it's a difficult time for the single person in corona (laughs) 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 all right jordan has reached a new level and i think i love it (laughs) yeah Um, that was something else quick detour okay quick straight off topic right on lana rhodes i love you (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, sorry, that wasn't my point. Jordan's I, I back, would uh, like to do a quick action. action report. Jordan Marshall is alive, and he's back in action, sitting in I the mean, camp chair. Yeah, I'm let's, shortly let's, behind him. I can feel something I sitting in my stomach needs to come let's, out. Let's go back to our relationships. Let's let's go back to our relationships as a group. Okay. I want to revisit. Jackson, do you remember that time we Jackson? So, going back to the very first times I have ever smoked marijuana, um, I remember my first time ever smoking marijuana, I was in grade nine, and I smoked weed at a friend's house, but my very first time smoking weed was out of a bowl, out of a bong. Now, that's not the best way to first start smoking weed. I wouldn't recommend it, but the first time I tried it, it didn't really hit me, and then I tried it again a couple hours later, yep. and I smoked a full bowl. Like, it was a giant bowl. Okay. Like, it was just not smart. And I remember walking out of the room where I smoked it and falling onto a bed with my head in my hands. And I remember doing, like, front flips. Like, I just remember feeling my body just spinning, spinning, like, infinitely into this bed. Like, crazy shit. And I was like, fuck. Like, especially growing up in a town where people are so, like, sports 
motivated and people yeah. there's a lot of judgment around marijuana at the time and i got so paranoid and i was like fuck like everyone's gonna find out and that really affected my yeah. high like it, it gave me a very paranoid I, high yeah. for sure i don't know i i definitely agree with what you were talking about in terms of divisiveness you know in town there's definitely a line especially when i was younger i felt there was a line between you know the kids who smoked weed and the kids who didn't the one thing that came to mind in terms of smoking was our trip to montreal coming kind of like full circle coming back to us as a group and our experiences I wanted to talk. Do you remember when I freaked out? That's what comes to mind was when we, the three of us, uh, along with a number of our other friends, I think there was like seven of us total. I'm surprised that we managed to like organize that and actually like find a place to stay. It worked out very well. But so there was a number of us, probably a solid handful, if not two handfuls um, of people. And, we decided to go to this kind of EDM concert in Montreal, Quebec. So we organized like a hotel, which turned out to be a shit show because we thought it was like this cool little like corner room that had like bunk beds and was super spacious, but it turned out to be a closet with a washroom. Um, (laughs) I remember we stacked the, there was like a shower room and we, piled it full of ice and coolers and just threw beer into that shower stall (laughs) that bathroom was used exclusively for keeping our drinks cold smoking weed and taking massive shits and i mean i remember i was new to smoking weed and we were just about to go to this like edm electronic concert and i smoked a huge bowl and I immediately got paranoid and I was so scared and I was so nervous and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know like who was, who was there for me. I was just freaking out. I was like, I am going to get yeah, trampled you did, you, you at you this didn't, concert. You, did, you didn't want to leave the gonna, hotel. I, I didn't want to leave the hotel. I was so scared. And then Mason brought me out into the hallway. And I mean, this is what friends are for. Like friends are for calming you down and for making you feel better True but love. mason brought me out into the hallway and he was like look who you're around like like stop worrying like look who you're around you're around your best friends you're around people who are gonna look out for you like just stop worrying and like right at that moment like all my anxieties all my worries just washed away and i was like fuck you're so right like no one here is gonna let me you know go wrong and, and that's the best part about traveling with close friends. Uh, in the course of moving around a lot, you know, I throw a lot of stuff out. But one thing that I've held on to is a photograph that Jordan took. And it's of, like, in a row from, like, who's, like, r- right to left. It's myself, Shannon, Mason, and Arik. 
and it's a stupid photograph, and we all look drunk as shit. But I'm never gonna throw that I out because it, it's amazing, and it's just a good memory too. Because I can, I can remember the exact like angle that I saw everything at when that photo was taken. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's one thing that that's, was I'm always one hold on heck to. of a trip. It too, was wild. because. We not only saw a lot. Remember when we like dressed each other? We went to a thrift store so and got outfits for each other. Arik and I made an agreement where yeah, we that's uh, where I, I, we went back when uh, when uh, Jackson and I went to go see Takaya. We went back to that that thrift shop, and I found a sweet jacket. An amazing Duke Windbreaker. Yeah, Duke University um, is sick. But when we were there originally, Arik and I made an agreement where we would pick out an outfit, like a complete head-to-toe outfit for each other, and we had to wear that. And I for picked one. I thought it was cool. He picked one, <laughs> and we bought it, and we wore it, and it was... They were not bad. They like, were not bad outfits. Yeah. I, admit, I wouldn't have picked out what he wore for me, but I rocked it all day, and yeah. it was a, it was a great day. I'd recommend it. Yeah, it worked out. It's definitely like a cool, like almost almost a challenge to spice up the day, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it doesn't. Was oh, it twenty bucks, thirty bucks for the outfit? Yeah, like, exactly. But yeah, that that whole trip as a whole was monumental because we did so much. Like the so Jackson, Jordan, myself, and Shannon, Jordan's sister. We all got tattoos very spontaneously. First tattoo. First tattoo. It was kind of spur of the moment. I was like, I want to get a tattoo. And then we just essentially walked around until we found a parlor that was, for one, open, and for two, could take walk-ins. So we went to this place in Montreal, downtown Montreal, called Enigma. And it was this French-Canadian... I forget his name. Amazingly friendly. Super friendly. It took us in with open arms. Made us feel super comfortable about mm. the situation because not, none of us had had tattoos before. Like, this was a scary... I, s- I remember being really nervous, and I made you guys go first because I was yeah. like, if I can see you guys take this pain, I got it. Yeah, Jordan you know? Jordan went first. Yeah, and, he, I was and like, Jordan got, definitely got the biggest one Jordan of all of us Jordan got the biggest and most detailed tattoo. So, yeah, that was... Uh, after I saw Jordan, I was like, I got this. Yeah. Um, but but right before I got on the table, I remember being like, I'm not about to cop out, but just tell me how much it's going to hurt. And he looks me straight in the eyes and goes, you're probably going to (laughs) die. And after that, I was like, all right, game over. Let's do this. Yeah. 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 Honestly, like it, like if I could describe it as any sensation, it would feel like, like, you know how like serrated a steak knife is? Yep. It felt like as if that was like being dragged across your skin, not like dug in, but just dragged. Want to know the craziest part? Because it was like since irritating. I've talked to people, they've been like, "Yeah, hundred uh, percent." The month following, all I wanted to do was get another tattoo. Yeah, it's, it's like you get this like weird short-term addiction. Yep. Like obviously, I would love to get another tattoo someday, but I'm in no rush now. But I, I, I after need to I got the mine. first one, I was like. I need another. I want to get collarbone pieces. You want to get collarbone tattoos? I mean, at the end of the day, like... That's crazy to I me don't know. because... I mean, tattoos are painful for sure, but when you find an artist that you really like and That's somebody fair. that you really fuck with, it's just it's a conversation and you can just talk and you right. can just let the artist work. But are you not stressed about thing. having anything that close to bone? Because I heard that that is the most painful. I mean, it's painful, but at the end of the day, like... 
if it's what I you want, like, right? I want my body to be covered. It doesn't matter. You want to f- you, you be covered? I only have one life, and in in the span of my life, I want yeah. art on my body. I want my body to be like an art piece. Like I want people to to make their mark. Right. I want all different kinds of artists. Are you gonna have like an underwear line of no tattoos? <laughs> You're just gonna have like a like a fuck. Like a, I'll get tattoos fu- anywhere. I don't care. That's like, <laughs> wherever they want. There like. is a line, and we have not crossed it yet. <laughs> That's true. I guess there is a line. I don't know, but at uh, the end of the day, I just I'm ready for for anything. Like as soon as I can afford a tattoo, I'll get one. Yep. That. Yep. <laughs> I. uh this is the first and only time I will mention this before I get it, but I have something in mind that represents you guys from high school. Since this is the uh, uh, the reunion episode of Locals Only, that's so cute. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, let it go. But until I get it, no one's. There will be no further information. You're not gonna give any illustration. Nope. Nope. Well, that's a little disappointing. You're gonna love it. I I I will live on. (laughs) I love it. I'm gonna love it. Yeah. Is it my face? No. That goes on my ass cheek. So every girl. (laughs) 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 Oh well, now I gotta do it. Um, Yeah. Uh, But so, to add on to our Montreal adventure, we toured the city. Remember when we broke into that mall? Yep. At nighttime, and it was l- like it was accidental. It like we did br- technically break into it, but there were Christmas lights and like completely accidental. It, it was completely closed. Everything was shut down. Yeah, we should not the, have been there. Just the doors were open. <laughs> yeah, they were. We walked straight in. <laughs> uh, but so we did that. We ate a lot of good food. I remember having like really nice brunch with you guys. Um, I have a memory from that. From brunch? No, not from brunch, but from that trip. What are you thinking about? With Jordan. Uh, I think it was either the night before or the night after the concert, but uh, Jordan had expressed to us that he wanted to go climb a building. Oh, and, yeah, because you and were I really remember, into photography at the time. Yeah, I remember being there, and I was like, you tell me when, and I will come with you. That is a promise. And uh, so, like, that was the first day we got there. And a couple days went by. There was, like I said, the day before or the day after. And it's, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, something. And Jordan just goes, want to go looking for – in Montreal. He goes, want to go look for a building climb? And I was in no mood. I was high as shit. I was drunk. I was in bed. I was ready. And I just looked at him and went, hell fucking yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, well i made the promise i was like we gotta do it so we walked around probably not for longer than a half hour and then we finally found like a potential building we found a construction construction site one of the tallest buildings in montreal and i remember when we got to the top it was so tall that the railings were frozen freezing cold freezing cold when we got to the top yeah, that was I. Well, first of all, we one walked of the highlights. Up, we had to climb over the fence, which was about like fifteen feet tall or something like that. And then we hopped yeah. over, avoided a security guard, and climbed up the first way we went. And then we climbed up a parking garage, Man. realized we went the wrong way, had to climb down four stories, climbed up the right way, <laughs> and then what it 
what ended up what we had to do to get to the very top of the building because everything else was still under construction is we had to climb the scaffolding that was yes. in the elevator shafts and this was scaffolding that was tied on with ropes to the side of the fucking oh concrete like it was sketchy it was shaking it was cold i remember thinking this is a horrible idea let's just get to the top and it it paid off that was I went a fun through night. a period of my life where I had so much energy and adrenaline. I just had to like get out there. I had to just had to like, you know, get it, you know, vent in some way. And I feel like that way was just trying to find buildings and cities where I could climb to and experience the city from so above. I, and, and that's like a really special experience. I, you went through a huge uh, rooftoping phase. Rooftoping and I, phase, And yeah. I remember you telling me like, oh, you got to come to Toronto with me. We'll do this. And then like, I just never ended up going to Toronto. Yeah. And we were in Montreal. And literally, one of the key parts of that night that sticks out is everything in my body telling me do not fucking leave this bed. Yes. And then I ended up doing it and it like, it was probably one of my favorite memories of all so, time, so cool yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean i have memories of climbing buildings in toronto where you just know like this is fucked like you should not be here but well the worst part of that night was when you wanted time. to get like a crazy shot of you over the edge and you climbing over the railing and me holding on to your fucking oh, body for dear life thinking God, if you die yeah. Like, I, how me. am I going to explain this to Shannon? Yeah, how am oh. I going to explain this to Chris <laughs> or Laura? Like, I, this is my fault. If Jordan just falls off this, like, uh, this is, I let him climb over the railing. This is building. my fault. Yeah, that. And then, well, he got the shot. So, it, I guess it worked out. It's all, it's all for the gram. <laughs> but, like. boy, I was shitting my pants. That's so crazy. Yeah, the like, the thing that stands out to me most from that trip was, for one, getting tattoos. Yeah, but two seeing the panic in Ark's face when we went to the strip club. Oh, my God. One of our good friends, we he's this... Uh, was he five foot eight? He's, he's around he's, that he's, height. He's a, he's, a, he's a smaller human. Uh, heck of a personality on the kid, though. And he... Outrageous guy. Is just a really fun guy to be around. He was supposed to have come out and hung out with us tonight, but he... Unfortunately, was, could not. Was not allowed to. <laughs> um, having said that, though, our trip to Montreal, he was a part of. And we decided that, hey, when in Rome, I mean, when in Montreal, well, you go see strippers. Well, know what it was, though, is we were walking around and we walked down the street. And I remember a big pink sign. Right. And it said, The Dungeon. And I was like, this is a strip club. <laughs> and uh, and then as soon as I thought that, someone said, oh, my God, a strip club, strippers. And because this is a Monday night that we arrived this in town. This was a Monday night. We decided to go in. Middle of November. When in Rome, as Mason says. When in Montreal. When in Montreal, <laughs> we were the only people in the place. And, boy, it was interesting. Precursor. Strippers are very nice women. Great. They are friendly knowledgeable they are just working to make money because we were the only people in the joint 
every single person who was working that night just came over and talked to us. So yeah, it was they, pretty cool. You they, know, they like would like read the, books beside us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they were really. It was weird, but also awesome. And so they're they're being really nice people, and they're talking with us and joking with us. And then one of them goes, "Do you guys smoke weed?" And we, were, I, I remember being yes. pretty vocal, and I I was like, "Hell the, yeah!" The, we the leader weed. stripper what approached the. Alpha dog and uh, <laughs> and we, so we go outside and smoke a joint and boy is she charismatic she starts talking about how she can feel uh, rays from because it was a super moon that night she can feel oh. rays from the super moon going into her vagina like a whole bunch of oh, just really and she was like shit. it was broken English too yeah 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 because she, she, she was Spanish um, she's Spanish yeah. or French she was Spanish oh um, we uh, end up finishing the joint going inside and i pull her aside for a moment i ask her how much a dance was and then i ask her how much a dance with two girls is and i say okay you know our little friend in the red hat i need you to pull him aside and give him a dance and so i paid her the money and we go sit down have some drinks and then suddenly they emerge from behind a curtain that i didn't even realize was a door yeah uh, sitting right next to our table grab arc and the look of terror on his face yeah they literally they almost carry him away yeah, like yeah. like he's just this little Had innocent no guy that was so confused and these two girls grab him by the arms and take him away behind this curtain and then what was it five minutes later yeah he comes back and is he's <laughs> he, yeah, I remember the first thing he says when he sat down is the only thing I could think about is I really hope they don't expect me to pay for this. <laughs> and yeah. that made me slap. Yeah. It was it was it was definitely a really funny experience because yep. we all knew it was happening, but he had no idea. Mm-hmm. And that just put the cherry on top because it was just phenomenal yeah. to see him panic and sweat under Potentially the best five minutes of his life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was it was really, really cool. That trip was definitely one of those moments that just kind of brought us all closer. Yeah. And if you're ever in Montreal, go to the dungeon. <laughs> go to the Ask for karma. I don't remember it being named that, but it I don't remember the name I, that. I don't remember anything. I wrote it down in my notes. Oh, yeah? You had a little diary? I made sure I remembered the name oh, of that that's place. That's so funny. Great place. Right on. Well, I think that concludes today's podcast. Thank you for listening to the Locals Only Podcast. I am your host, Mason, and we will be podcasting next week on Wednesday. So stay tuned, and uh, we will share more stories and experiences, and <laughs> I, I will have more people on the on the, on the the podcast, and it'll be a good time. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm gonna go throw up now. <laughs> Alrighty, on that note, good night. <laughs>